Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Uh, that's right. This is the Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR. Raise the roof, 8.55 a.m. Uh, what a mangle of information that was. Fiona, how are you doing today? Good. How are you going, Shane? Good. Thank you. Uh, this month, uh, this this week's show, we are happy uh, we got to speak to Georgia from Tenants Victoria uh, about some of the changes to Victorian rental laws that have happened recently, and in particular those that are relevant and important for older renters. So I reckon we should get right into it. I thought you might reply. Now there's just some dead air, but here we go. All right. We are joined today by Georgia Wooden from Tenants Victoria. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Fiona. So excited to be here. Great. Um, So can you tell us what what exactly you do at Tenants Victoria? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am one of the lawyers here at Tenants Vic. We've been going for about 45 years. I've only been here for just over three years, um, but a pretty spectacular three years, as you can imagine, with mm-hmm. the old act, the COVID Act, and now <laughs> the new amended RTA. So it's been quite the amazing roller coaster. Um, and being one of the lawyers here means that I provide legal advice, legal representation, and, you know, if you are a renter that's calling our advice line, um, there's a one-sixth chance you'll be speaking to me. So. <laughs> I like those odds. Um, <laughs> so we wanted to talk to you today especially about issues that affect older renters. So, you know, from your experience on those advice lines and, and working with older clients, um, what are some of the things that you see as, as major issues for older renters and, and what sort of you know, general information would you like our listeners to have about them? Oh, there, there's so much, Shane and Fiona. <laughs> One of the exciting things about coming on tonight um, is that there are the, the new RTA amendments. Mm. RTA. I should not be saying RTA. The Residential Tenancy Act. <laughs> um, and there are some huge changes that happened um, this year. And if I can get a little drop of those changes out to some renters because I have a feeling that they are going to be huge for older renters. Mm. Um, There are some um, important changes such as the minimum standards that have been implemented and there's new processes about um, evictions that are really important for older renters and there's important modification changes to what older renters can, um, how they can modify their homes. And there's some other more general changes such as um, new definitions of urgent repairs and there's a few other ways that we here at Tenants Victoria are expanding our service to help um, all renters, including older renters, that I'd really like to spruik at the end. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's great to have you on because I think we've talked uh, before on the show about how about these changes and about how you know it seemed like a lot of the publicity and promotion from the state government was was very focused on the fact that renters can have pets now. Uh, 
but but not some of the more substantial changes that really affect people's <laughs> rights and uh, ability to actually live in their homes. So, hey, don't get me wrong, Shane. Pets <laughs> are super important. <laughs> Look, we, I personally am currently benefiting from the, the new pets rules. I'm happy about that. But there are, as you say, other, other things going on. Um, so, I mean, one of the things you mentioned was eviction processes. And obviously, security of tenure is one of the biggest concerns that older renters often have. So can you talk us through that a bit? Like, what's changed and why is it important for tenants? Yeah, I'd love to. I'm, I think some of the broader... Um, understandings of why these changes were made, Um, you know, flagging that first. You know, we've had this act since 1997 and we've been needing these changes for so long to really to clarify um, Mm -hmm. the rights and responsibilities of not only us, the renters, but the rental providers as well. And I absolutely agree with what you said, Shane. It it's about providing appropriate security of tenure. And what we really want to make sure here at Tenant Speak is that renters do have safe and habitable mm. premises. You know, how many homes do we know of that are really run down? And we're hoping that these changes um, will pro- provide certainty, clarity, and, and really like a mechanism to resolve disputes and enforce their rights. But what you said about evictions is super important because... Um, we know that's one of the main fears of, of older renters. And that fear of eviction, in my view, and from what older renters are telling us, is the reason that they're not asking for their rights to be enforced. And, you know, I, we need to shake that up and we need to um, balance out that fear of renters asking for repairs or maintenance mm. to be done or renters understanding their rights about when they do receive a notice to vacate, you know, that actually doesn't mean you have to leave your home. Um, and so that's what I thought. I will just quickly mention that, do you remember that old notice to vacate for no reason that renters could get? I certainly do. It, that's gone. It doesn't even exist anymore. It's wild. But, it is so wonderful. Like, there has to be. Like, how could we ever not have a reason to end the tenancy? Now there has to be. And that change already is going to allow so many more renters that security of tenure. There, there has to be a reason, and it has to be a legal reason that's under the Act. Um, and the other important thing that renters might not know about this is that they, ma- they now they must provide evidence as to why they're giving the notice to vacate. So there's no more, I'm just moving in or I'm going to demolish the property. Yeah, my, my sister's moving in from Queensland or whatever. But... Exactly. You've got to, they've got to prove it. They've got to say, oh, we're going to demolish the property. They don't have to show the contract with the demolishing person and the date that it's going to be demolished before anyone is required to leave. Um, this just makes it so much fairer for the renter that they don't, if someone says you've got to get out by this date, um, they actually have to prove it. It's not some farce because, I don't know, they want you out because they want to increase the rent or something terrible like that that I know doesn't always happen. But the truth is we, we see some of it and um, it, these new laws about evictions, it's just going to make it fairer for renters. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really true that it, it makes it fairer, but it all, like to me, it also speaks to a principle, you know, not, not just that the landlord must have a legal reason, but that we're assuming that this is your home as a renter, that you're entitled to stay there and they actually have to have a reason to kick you out. Not that, that your home can be taken away for no reason at any time. 
exactly. And Shane, you know, in addition to all the extra proof they have to talk, um, so prove to show you, they also, even if you get that notice to vacate, it's widely misunderstood. They think that there's this termination date on the notice to vacate, and you've got to get out by that date. Mm-hmm. That's just not the case. You know, the the process is if you're not out by that date because you don't, you have no legal obligation to leave, then the correct process is they make an application to VCAT to ask that you leave. And now VCAT has this new test, and it's called the reasonable and proportionate test. And effectively what it means is that even if VCAT say, oh, yeah, we get it, you do have to, you know, your sister is moving down from Queensland and she does want to reside in the property. But VCAT can say, actually even though you've proved it, we don't think it's reasonable and proportionate to end this tenancy because of the tenant circumstances. So even if it's true, VCAT still have the option to allow the tenancy to remain on foot. And that, for me, is huge. Yeah, I, I mean, previously, VCAT really had no choice in those circumstances. If the landlord proved that they'd given a valid notice to vacate, the tribunal had to terminate it, even if it was pretty trivial or the, the reason was a bit ridiculous. And, and now, as you say, they, they can exercise some judgment and discretion. Absolutely. Can I, can I just ask, Georgia, since uh, during the COVID period, there was a morat- or so-called moratorium on evictions and that lifted a couple of months ago, are you seeing through your casework an increase in older tenants receiving notices to vacate since that's been lifted? We are seeing, I wouldn't say an increase in notices to vacate. We are seeing a lot of them, um, but we've always seen a lot of them, Fiona, because you know people contact us when they're in strife, and mm. that's when strife starts, when they get that notice to vacate. But I must say, we're seeing a lot of them being knocked out from VCAT because the agents or the rental provider, they're either not up to date with the law and the new requirements, or they know it, and they're just seeing if they can get somebody out without following the law. And VCAT are being great. They're saying, you haven't done this. This is the new law um, dismissing your application. So it's really important that renters are aware of the new requirements um, so that they can be on the front foot to advise VCAT to say, look, we haven't given them, they haven't given us the proper notice or um, this is not the right reason. Um, and they'll have that opportunity to give their say so they can try and stay if that's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, that's great news. So any older tenant that might be listening that's received an eviction notice, don't panic. There might be something that that, um, you can get assistance with. Yeah, and we'll give out some some contact information uh, later in the show. So if you want to get a pen and paper uh, so you can take that down, uh, we'll we'll come back to that later. Um, You also mentioned modifications. So obviously, you know, eviction is about whether someone is actually able to stay in their home, but modifications can also be something that means an older renter is able to stay in a home if they need, you know, grab rails, the shower is not suitable for them, you know, the front steps aren't workable for them anymore. Tell us about, uh, you know, what's changed in terms of modifications to the property. Absolutely. Um, Knowing that these modifications can be made now without the consent of the rental provider, is is a huge difference. Um, There certainly are others that do need approval. But the important thing is is that it's now in the law that certain modifications can't unreasonably refuse. Um, And I guess, you know, a lot of... um, a lot of the modifications that are allowed have seemed quite obvious. So there are modifications that aren't allowed, which are the ones that are penetrating or permanently modifying any of the services, etc. That is 
kind of seems like um, common sense. And I know that this, I don't know if this is going to be for all of the older renters, but if you do have a property that's got a heritage protection, seek some legal advice about that. Reach out to us um, because I know that there are things that you can't do to those types of properties. Mm-hmm. Um, but in respect to the modifications, you can really, um, as long as you reach out to your agent, ask them for consent, and if they don't have consent, know that you can get approval through VCAT. Um, my view is you can ask for anything that you want. There's a list of them. <laughs> for example, you know, a wireless doorbell if you want a doorbell because um, if you have hearing problems and there's no doorbell and that would help you living in your home safely, then you can get that. You can add some window film if you want some more privacy or insulation. You can put a lot on your le- lock on your letterbox. Um, you can replace curtains if you've moved into a place with horrific curtains, um, as long as you keep the originals. And um, if you, if the older renter is looking after children, you can um, add child safety gates and child safety locks and stuff, and you can do all this without asking um, it's, consent. It's wild to think that until recently renters did have to ask for what seemed like such basic things. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of focus, I guess, on pictures being picture, picture hooks. hooks. <laughs> that seems to be the thing about modifications. But I guess if you've been, if you've had a, you know, admission into hospital or your mobility has been affected by a health issue or whatever, then these sorts of modifications, you might need to ask permission for some of them, like ramps and rails, I guess, but they can't be reasonably refused, which means that older renters can actually be discharged safely out of hospital into their homes, which is a definite win as far as we're concerned. Absolutely. And Fiona, one of the um, broad sections that talks about modification says that any modification needed for the health or safety purposes, or even any security measures as well. Um, an interesting one that they've listed in the Act is if there's modifications that need to increase the thermal comfort mm. as well, which is so important for our older renters staying warm, um, you do need consent, but the important flag is that they cannot unreasonably refuse consent. So I've often talked to tenants about provisions like this and they say, sorry, renters is the word now. I noticed that you've switched much more efficiently over to the new language of renters and rental providers than I have. Um, you know, you, I've told renters, well, the landlord can't unreasonably refuse and they will often ask, well, what does, what's, what's reasonable and what's unreasonable? Uh, what would you say to that? You know what, it's going to depend on each, but I I will take, obviously, the tenant side on here. If I'm in a property and I think I want um, some modifications to give access to telecommunication services or the internet, I would say that that shouldn't be unreasonably refused. But, of course, you know, this is a really grey area. Mm-hmm. My advice is... If you, particularly if you have um, a renter who is older or needs something for mobility or has a disability, any um, refusal of consent would be unreasonable in that circumstance. We need to live with dignity and we need to have the modifications that help us live safely in our homes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you mentioned thermal comfort in there. And one of the things that's come out of the RTA reforms that uh, was in the the press a fair bit and a lot, some of our members and clients have called us up to ask about is 
new minimum standards, including a requirement that landlords provide heating. Uh, can you talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. The There's a, a huge list of minimum standards, um, but heating is absolutely the one that we're getting called about mm. the most. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things, just quickly, is that from the 29th of March this year, mm-hmm. any new property that you move into must meet the basic minimum standards. And I'm just going to have to flag, if you're in a property and you l- you live there before that date, so let's say you moved in with, in January, uh, your house didn't need to meet the minimum standards. And they don't have to put in the minimum standard requirements while you live there. Uh, is that until you sign a new lease or how does, how does that work? Until you move out of the property and move into a different property. Right. Mm. It's, and it, it, it can be very frustrating for um, renters who find that out, that yeah. they're not covered by the minimum standards. Mm. This is the legislation we're working within. Mm. We understand that this is very frustrating for people um, and our recommendation would be to reach out to your rental provider and your agent and say, look, if we leave, you're going to have to put it in anyway. Mm -hmm. So why not we reach agreement and do the right thing by us by by putting it in? And I do not want renters to go out there and offer money Mm -hmm. to do this or be fearful that their rent's going to go up. Um, Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be the case. These are minimum standards. I think that we should all be really talking in good faith um, about the requirements because, yeah, I, I know that a lot of older renters are feeling... Um, really left out of the protections, knowing that they've moved in a month or two earlier and they, and they don't have these requirements to yeah. have, you know, heating. I mean, I think that problem, you know, the the way that that transition works, so the the fact that the the minimum standards won't apply until you move into a new place, that does tend to disproportionately affect older renters. Um, older renters are more likely to have lived in the same place for a long time to have long running, you know, periodic tenancy agreements and things like that. Um, they're more likely to be in social housing, where again you tend to have long agreements, uh, long tenured stays, uh, and where they won't benefit from these requirements. And some disappointing responses from certain social housing providers that I won't mention uh, when, <laughs> when approached about the idea of offering, uh, of, of providing heating, even when it's not legally mandatory to some of their residents. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important here that if you know renters. Um, do, there's the minimum standards that are required, but then there's also the repairs and maintenance that they have. Mm. A, the rental provider has a duty. Um, so you may not get the new heater in your lounge room that's going to be fixed. There's no legal obligation to force that. But if you've got an, a heater in the bedroom that's broken, remember that that is an urgent repair and, and you mm. absolutely should push to get that fixed because... Um, you know, it's absolutely a basic right and it's their duty to have it there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what can people do if they uh, if their property doesn't seem to be meeting the minimum standards? So if you've moved in and you moved in after, one of the important things that we would like to mention is you should, when you move into the property, you should get a outline from the rental provider about whether or not the home meets the minimum standard. That is one of the new rules. They have to com- they have to tell you if they do not comply with the minimum standards. And if they don't comply with the minimum standards, you have the right to end the agreement if you haven't moved in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you can also ask for them to be put into an, an urgent repair. So um, not meeting the basic minimum standards is now an urgent repair. Well, that, I mean, that conveniently brings us to another topic that you mentioned at the start, which is, you know, some new things that are considered urgent repairs now. Um, so what else has been changed there? Um, well, you'd be surprised that um, a few things weren't actually left on it. Um, we, we've always known that having a failure or a breakdown pretty much of any essential service, so water, hot water, cooking, heating, or laundry, that is absolutely an urgent repair. But we now have that new um, addition of if the rental doesn't meet the new minimum standards, that's also an urgent repair, which is excellent, so that, that covers that off. Um, and importantly, this had always been there, but I just think right now is a good idea to raise it again, that, that if there's any serious fault in a staircase, Mm-hmm. Um, or a lift, that's also an urgent repair. Um, and anything that really makes the premises unsafe or not secure. And the, one of the biggest things we're seeing, importantly, has now been included, which is mould. Mm. Mm. Yeah, especially in Melbourne in winter. Yeah, mm-hmm. mould's a big one. I can't tell you how many calls we get every single day on our phone advice line about mould. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And how long, What's in terms of urgent repair, what's urgent mean under the law? This is pretty exciting. I'm getting flustered <laughs> about to say it. If, if you've reached out to your rental provider and they haven't gotten back to you, I don't know, 24 hours, I think that's fair enough, you can make an urgent repair request to VCAT, and VCAT will hear it within two business days. Wow. Uh, and if you want some more information about what how, how immediate they have to act, there is a director's guideline from Consumer Affairs that you can read with all the information you could possibly want. The, um, so... Uh, another thing about urgent repairs that I'd like to mention, because it does affect uh, some of our listeners, is that there's now a definition of urgent site repairs. Mm. Um, so if you live in an urgent, sorry, if you live in an urgent, if you live in a caravan park or residential park, um, previously there's been a real uh, issue around access to repairs, getting things fixed, especially in common areas. But uh, the Act now includes a definition of urgent site repairs, uh, as well as a, a repair process for non-urgent things in your residential or caravan park. Uh, and that can include things like subsidence, which is quite a common problem uh, for residential parks uh, built on cheap, spodgy <laughs> old land tips. Yep. Uh, and that can cause major structural problems. Um, so those are some more things that, to think about. Georgia, we are, uh, the time has flown by and we are almost out of time. Um, I know you want to talk about uh, you know, how people can get in touch or, or what sort of uh, what sort of things TV is doing at the moment for older renters. Um, are there any other issues that you wanted to touch on before that? Yeah, there are. Um, there are, but I'm going to make it quick for you. Um, I was really excited to hear about the new rules about when your home is being sold because mm. I do get a lot of calls from older renters saying they've just signed up to an agreement and lo and behold, they've now told me and they're going to sell and we've got people coming through the house mm. and they've been told that they've got to keep the house spotless for you know, every single open house and I just wanted to um, raise it to older renters that if your home is being sold, you're, there's, some, there's some new laws. Even if you're in a fixed-term tenancy agreement, you're allowed to give 14 days notice of your intention to vacate if you want to get out of there while they're doing all of this. Mm-hmm. So you can leave during during the time when they've got it open for inspection. Is that what that means? 
No, you can end your tenancy. Oh, okay. Which is not something that we would just have to live in the home um, with the open house inspections. Um, and now we have the choice if we want to leave, we can leave now by giving a notice of intention to vacate. However, we also can stay and we can get compensation. So they've put in the act that we can get um, 30 days, uh, sorry, $30 per open house inspection or whatever your daily rent is, whichever one's higher. Mm, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's just acknowledgement that you're actually, you know, it's an invasion of our privacy. Yeah, yeah and it's really inconvenient a lot of the time as well. <laughs> Um, so that's just one thing I wanted to flag. But we are, you know, how we were talking about how prevalent mould is in Victoria mm-hmm. in winter. So we have just started a new mould clinic. Oh, cool! Tell us about that. <laughs> is that open to so, all mould or just <laughs> <laughs> um, so significant mould? If you have evidence of it and you can provide photos, and you would like some assistance, advocacy, or representation to get the repair done as an urgent repair, um, you're welcome to contact our mould clinic. Um, it's mould at tenantstick.org.au or you can call our um, phone line and we can put you through to our mould clinic to try and get it fixed because it's just it's such a huge area and people don't know where even to start. Um, and now we have more certainty that mould absolutely is an urgent repair and we really want to help renters get the mould fixed so that they can live in homes that aren't making them unhealthy. Um, that's so good. I, I remember, you know, I used to work at Tenants Victoria a long time ago and I remember finding it like, you know, pretty depressing that we couldn't really give people clear or good advice about their rights with mould. There wasn't very, you know, a lot of clarity. Um, so it's really, that's actually really exciting to me. Um, we'll put a link, uh, the email address in the show notes on the 3CR website as well. Uh, Please do. It's a pilot that. program. So we're just starting out, but um, we're hoping for a lot of interest because it's such a big issue in Victoria. Yeah, totally. Um, All right. Well, we are almost out of time. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us today, Georgia. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Fiona. It's so lovely to speak to you. Thanks, Georgia. Do you you want to give out those details one more time? So if you want to contact us, you can reach our um, telephone advice line. Um, you can also jump on our website, which is tenantsvic.org.au. We have so, we've got a brand new website that's been updated with the new laws. Um, and we've got a search button. So if you don't know where to look, just pop it in the search and we'll be able to um, direct you to the right page. Um, and I'm trying desperately to look for our phone number and I can't find it. <laughs> that's all right. We'll, give out, the, we'll yeah. give out your phone number at the end of the show. That's yeah. fine. And I should also say that um, HAG has a partnership with Georgia and Tenants Victoria as well. So we're doing a project at the moment to see if we can get some more older renters legal advice through Tenants Victoria. So we're really glad to have Georgia on board. So if you're in doubt and you're not quite sure how to find the Tenants Vic details, you can always call the HAG and we're more than happy to put you directly in touch with Georgia and the team over at Tenants Vic. All right. So we're going to hear a couple of community service announcements now and then we'll come back with that contact information for you. 
3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Across Australia from the 1st to the 31st of July and at Cinema Nova from the 21st to the 31st of July, Melbourne Documentary Film Festival's Documentary Month showcases the best local and international documentaries. Check out the incredible lineup at mdff.org.au, cinemanova.com.au, and watch.eventive.org forward slash mdff and book your tickets and streams today. Melbourne Documentary Film Festival is a 3CR supporter. Uh, we said that we would be back with some contact information. So uh, if you wanted to get in touch with Tenants Victoria, if you want some advice from them, uh, you can give them a call on 03 9416 2577. That's 9416 2577. Uh, or you can check out their website. If you want to get in touch with HAG. I have the numbers. If you want to call HAG, you can contact our intake team on 1300 765 178 or if you want to get involved in advocacy or want some retirement housing advice, you can call 96547389, and that's Victoria 03. If you want to find out more about HAG, check us out on Facebook, on Twitter. You can find us at oldertenants.org.au. We are almost out of time, so we're going to hear just seconds of Kutcher Edwards as we wrap up. This is his song, Homeless. Bye. Escape all the pain and suffering I'm forever knocking on a stranger's door Hopefully tonight I'll sleep under a blanket Maybe I'll just curl up on the floor Small acts of kindness And the power of love A gentle smile from a stranger 